welcome everybody to our monthly professional development uh, training today. I'm pretty excited to have Ryan Murray here with us today, and I'll introduce here, him here in a little bit. Um, but uh, just a couple things uh, for those that may be on this, this call, and this may be your first experience with the R Rural Online Initiative through Utah State. Um, we are a program that was developed in 2018. And this, this is a monthly workshop designed to educate remote workers on, um, on all of the aspects of remote work. I'm gonna introduce Ryan. I, uh, I might just go off of, off of script today. Um, he did send me a, a bio, but he put it into, uh, that's in the Eventbrite. So most of you have probably seen that introduction, but um, I've known Ryan probably for probably about seven years. Um, and when I first met him, I had was interviewing for a job at Utah State. He was the director of the Small Business Development Center in uh, Price, Utah at the time. And um, I eventually moved there with the job that I, that I had with the Department of Workforce Services. And anytime I would ask people if they wanted to start a business, um, I couldn't help them with that. And so I would send them to Ryan. Um, eventually I kind of uh, tried to hang my own shingle out there and started a business and, and worked really closely with Ryan on helping people, not just with a career, but you know, whatever it is that they wanted to do, starting businesses and stuff like that. So Ryan's uh, been a mentor of mine um, and he's taught a lot of people how to, how to run a business, how to make it successful. Uh, he currently is, uh, is the vice president of uh, marketing at Bestless. Maybe uh, yeah, D director of sales and marketing and new product development at Dustless okay. Technologies is my job. And then my side hustle is marketing management and money, which is the company that I've owned for several years. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a podcast. Um, it's actually <clears throat> quite an interesting podcast. I have a hard time listening to people talk, but Ryan does a good job and, and his partners that help him out with it, they do a good job as well. So um, without further ado, we'll turn the time over to Ryan and, and his uh, handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, this was introduced as a professional uh, development, and I feel like I'm looking less than professional because I've got this uh, Wyatt Earp look going on. Normally, I don't sport a crazy handlebar mustache. Um, when Trenton reached out to me and, uh, said, you know, Hey, can, can we do these dates? What he didn't know is he didn't know that I've got a three month beard challenge going on. And today is the last day of the beard challenge. And so I didn't tell him beforehand that I was going to look like a goofball when I was doing his presentation and he's just going to have to suffer through that. So normally I am more professional, but, uh, but you know, there's, you got to have some fun too. Right. So, uh, I had, I had some mutton chops yesterday, uh, big old burly beard before that. And, uh, and so it's, it's been good. I tell people all the time when you don't have anything upstairs to play with, then you do a little bit more downstairs to make up for it. So all you guys that still have a nice full head of hair don't have to do crazy things like, uh, you know, a nice handlebar mustache. 
But uh, with that, thanks for having me on. I uh, I am ex- uh, excited to uh, uh, to be here. And Lynn, I appreciate the uh, the feedback for uh, you know appearances are surface only. Thank you. So, <laughs> hey, um, <clears throat> excited to be here. We're going to be talking about side hustles. Uh, I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of my personal experience. I've been running a side hustle. Uh, well. The, the current side hustle I've been running since 2014, and uh, it does really well for me. And I'm going to be talking about uh, specifically where it has done well for me uh, to give you guys some ideas to be thinking about. My background is I, uh, I went ahead, got my degree in finance and uh, got my MBA in entrepreneurship, and then I started into business consulting. Uh, that's where I was with the uh, Small Business Development Center for about eight years. Um, had the opportunity to work with uh, hundreds of businesses, all the way from startup to about ten million in revenue. Is about where my specialty is. Um, and and while I was doing that, I got into a lot of trainings. I was kind of the lead guy of doing small business trainings for the state of Utah for the SBDC. So I would travel to the different uh, universities and the different centers, and I started doing trainings. And I realized that I'm like, hey, I love this, and I kind of want to take it further than where I, you know, where I was at the time. And so I, uh, I developed my own trainings, and uh, and I still, I still do those today. And so uh, my company, marketing management and money. Those are the three things we focus on. We focus on, you know, teaching small businesses how to uh, how to manage, how to do their marketing, and how to look at the financials. And so, those are kind of the three three pillars that we focus on. We do trainings. Uh, you know, uh, we we've done trainings in Florida, Illinois. Uh, I, I'm going to be doing a, a thing for the University of Wyoming tomorrow. And so, you know, we've been able to, and plus uh, all throughout the state of Utah, I do do quite a bit, you know, quite a bit here, but uh, you know, so my side hustle has been able to take me to various places, uh, you know, did a, um, did, did a trade show in New York. That was kind of an interesting experience. And so it's been fun. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that, that experience and, uh, and, and, and a little bit of, of what I've been through. But one of the things that I want to start with is, you know, when we're talking about a side hustle is uh, this, you know, a lot of people ask how, you know, how to do a side hustle. And, and I'm going to throw it out there that I don't think that's a great question. I actually think that's kind of a dumb question, because if you want to know how to do a side hustle, well, you just register your business and, you know, hang a shingle outside and boom, you're doing a side hustle. Like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling you how to do this. Uh, I want to focus on the better questions. And and to me, the better questions are the who, where, what, and why. Uh, specifically on that why, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to get to that. But I want to, I want to look at those questions and say, okay, when we're talking about side hustle, what are we really talking about here? And what's, you know, what, what are the reasons to do it? When is it a good fit? When is it a bad fit? Um, you know, sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't make sense. And so we're going to be talking about that as we go throughout this. And I want to, I want to start with the question of where. So we're going to hit those, those four, the who, where, what, why. Um, and I want to start with this question of where. Where am I going to do my side hustle? Well, let's think about this for just a second. I pretty much have two choices. I can either do it in my local community and or I'm going to be doing something online. Now, in my case, 
I do a ton of stuff where I travel, you know, and, and, and side hustles, you know, the, you, you'll, you'll be traveling to do them. And, uh, you know, that that's a pretty common thing, but I can't travel without the online. So I'm going to ignore, you know, the, the broader spectrum because it's not going to happen without doing the online. So you're, you're, you're limited foundationally to two wares. You're either going to be doing this locally or online. Now, if you're doing it locally, you know, uh, you get a lot of like handyman, uh, you know, professional people, it's tax seasons, you know, so people might be doing a little side hustle on, on preparing taxes, you know, some CFO services, uh, you know, you'll get some, some, some lawn and lawn and garden care, you know, those kinds of things. And so when, when you're looking at these, uh, these side hustles, if you're small and geographically limited, then it really is just going to stay that side hustle. And that's not where I want to spend a lot of time talking about today. I want to talk about this online piece of the side hustle because it's important. You've got to have the right online presence. Now, let me put a disclaimer out there. I personally don't do a lot with social media. I know a lot of people do. And it's it's interesting because in my regular job, I'm over the sales and marketing team. And so I actually oversee the, the social media for Dustless Technologies here in Price, Utah. But uh, me personally, it's just not my jam. You know, I just don't spend a lot of time doing that, uh, you know, that, that, that social presence. But you don't have to be doing that social presence to still have a strong online presence. So for me, we introduced a podcast because we wanted to find something that made sense to our business model that allowed us to get out there and to really be successful. So I want you guys to kind of think for just a second. I want you to think about what are you doing with your online presence? Is it just a website? If it is a website, you're not getting a lot of traffic on it unless you're killing it. But most side hustles are not killing it with the website. So if it's just a website, you're not getting a lot of traffic on it. Is it social media? Okay, that's a good thing to have, but are you really into social media? I used to do a, a Twitter account for my side hustle, and I found that it was not a good fit. It didn't make a lot of sense. I was spending a lot of time trying to make it, you know, it was square peg round hole situation. Twitter was not for our business model. That doesn't mean that it's a bad, you know, it, it's a bad platform. It's a very successful platform if it makes sense for your business model. And so a lot of times what happens is these side hustles, people start just putting them out wherever. And I'm like, no, you can't be wherever. You got to be actually, you know, thinking where you're going to connect with your customers. How are you going to connect with your customers? And for us, it ended up being the podcast. The podcast was the, you know, the number one way to connect uh, with customers. Now, here's another interesting thing, you know, just kind of talking about my personal experience. YouTube. I think that YouTube is a fabulous, uh, you know, fabulous platform. And it's a platform that uh, honestly, I wish that I was on, but I'm not. I don't have a YouTube channel. And I know for a fact that a YouTube channel would be excellent for my business. And this is where the side hustle starts to be problematic. If I wasn't doing a side hustle, I would have a YouTube channel. But because I am doing a side hustle, I don't do a YouTube channel. I don't have time. We started putting together some video content and we found that to get to the level of quality that we wanted, it was just very time intensive. And as a side hustle, one of your limiting factors is how much time you're willing to commit to what you're doing. 
And I want you guys to think about this and say, okay, you know, why am I doing this side hustle? You know, this is this is getting into the why. We're going to do why in depth, uh, you know, a little bit more. But I, I kind of want to touch on the why. And, and one of the number one reasons why people do a side hustle is because of time commitments. They look at it and they're just like, okay, how much time do I really want to spend doing this? Have you actually sat down and put down how much time you're willing to spend on your side hustle? Most entrepreneurs that I've worked with have never done this. They've never sat down and said, you know what, I'm willing to put 10 hours a week, or I'm willing to put 20 hours a week, or I'm only willing to put five hours a week, or whatever the case may be. I mean, it can be some weird number like 7.8. I don't care what it is. But you really want to put down how many hours are you willing to commit to your side hustle? Because there are thresholds in a side hustle and you cannot pass all these thresholds with limited time. That's why it's a side hustle. That's why it's not a full-time job. It's not a main gig. And so for me, I originally started where I would limit myself to 10 to 20 hours a week. And I said, I'm not going to go past 10 to 20 hours a week. And so I tried to figure out what can I accomplish in this 10 to 20 hours a week. And a YouTube channel was not feasible with all of the other things that we were trying to keep up on. And so I nixed it from my plan, even though it's a great idea, even though I know that it would grow my business I nixed it from my plan because it would pull me from the side hustle into mainstream, into a full-time gig. And, and this causes challenges. A lot of people who are doing these side hustles, they, they don't realize, maybe not at a conscious level, but they don't realize all of the things that they have going on that are competing against their side hustle. When you first start out, and if there are those of you who are kind of on the fence deciding what you want to do with your side hustle, this is some advice. When you first start out, everything's new and exciting. Your spouse is on board. You know, they're like, hey, this sounds great. After about three months, six months, the fatigue starts to wear in. And when you start getting that fatigue coming in and, and, and it starts to get a little bit more tedious to keep up on the side hustle, that's when you really need to start thinking about, well, actually, you should be thinking about it ahead of time and saying, okay, what is a pace that I can maintain? Because you're running a marathon here. You're not, you know, you're not doing a hundred meter dash, you're running a marathon. And so if you start out too fast, which happens all the time, I see all these businesses that you know they they launch their side hustle they get excited about it and then they just grow and grow and grow and all of a sudden it gets to this point that as i am growing my side hustle i hit this threshold and there are different thresholds one of the big thresholds that i'll see is whether or not i'm going to hire an employee you know, that is a big jump for small businesses to take. And so if I've got my side hustle and I'm like, okay, should I hire an employee to grow this? Should I get a loan? That's another big threshold that I'll see happen a lot of times. And, you know, should I work in my home or should I get a professional location? These are thresholds, right? And so as I'm seeing these thresholds, then all of a sudden I'm taking it from the side hustle and I'm moving it into business and it changes things. And sometimes you don't want that change. And so you got to plan on the front end and you got to say, okay, do I want to keep it a side hustle or do I want to, you know, do I want to actually grow this into, into a business? In my instance, 
I want to keep it a side hustle. And so I put some checkpoints in place and I put some things in place that I've said, okay, these are things that I do and these are things that I won't do. All right. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about those, those checkpoints in, in just a second. I want to, I want to kind of pause on that, but when we're talking about where, so that was the first one that we covered was where you're either in your local community and, or you're online. And so I want you guys to, you know, step one is I want you to be thinking about how you're going to be getting that, that side hustle out there. If you're going online, you know, I find that social media, YouTube, podcasting, those types of things are the best way to get it out there. Networking groups, uh, you know, if you can be part of, a, of an online group, those are great ways to get it out there. Uh, websites are a hard way to get it out there. Word of mouth is a hard way to get it out there. Paid advertisement is an expensive way to get it out there. You know, it works, but it's very expensive. And so on side hustles, you know, I'm usually kind of keeping it to what's my online core and how is that going to make sense for me? All right. So, and by the way, I'm just going to keep going, but if you guys have any questions or comments or things that you want to throw in there, go ahead and throw those in there. And, uh, you know, you can put them in the chat or I guess you can uh, do the virtual raise your hand. Um, you know, those, those, those work really well. Okay. So I want to talk about who next. So we, you know, we talked about the where let's talk about the who this is boiling down to your customer. One of the biggest mistakes that I see with people doing side hustles is they take a passion or a hobby and try and convert it into a business. If you want to kill any love that you have for that passion and hobby, try and convert it into a business. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing something that you love. And I'm going to clarify a few things as to where I have seen it work and where I've seen it fall apart. If you've got a passion, so for me, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I love backpacking. I love canyoneering, you know, and, and I have a lot of people that are just like, oh, you could guide people on this. I'm like, yeah, I could go with strangers or I could go with people that I think are really fun. I could hang out with my friends. I want to keep hanging out with my friends and I'm okay paying money to do what I love. If you think about the exchange of money, here's just an interesting philosophy that I have. Things in life that we love doing, we usually have to pay to do those things. If I want to go on vacation, I end up paying money for that. If I want my kids to you know, be in, in soccer or wrestling or something, I usually have to pay money for that. Things that we don't like doing, people pay us to get them done. Like when I show up to Dustless and I put in you know, my, my full-time work there for them, they're paying me. If they stop paying me, I would stop showing up. As much as I love what I do, it's a great job. You know, it's it's really exciting. We we've been doing some really neat things with advanced manufacturing and international sales. I mean, it it's been really fun these last couple of years. But if they stop paying me, I would stop showing up. And that's the same thing with your side hustle. Is you want to look at this and you want to say, okay, wait a second. If someone stops paying you, are you still going to do it? And if the answer is yes, you might want to keep that a little bit sacred and special. You might want to not get into a situation where you're taking things that you love and you're now just trying to monetize everything that you love. Now, when I'm, when I'm looking at the, the who, okay, so that's what we're really talking about in this little piece is we're talking about the who, okay, is... 
when I'm looking at the who, I want to always start my side hustle with the customer. Who am I selling to? And we get this backwards all the time. I appreciate, so, uh, you know, Trenton put in there, that's why I will never work in a kitchen. I like to cook, but I don't want it to become a job. I'm going to talk about the restaurant side hustle. I actually, uh, my first business that I launched was a catering company. And man, I got burned out pretty quickly on, on making food. And so, um, this is this is this is the pattern that I see happen a lot, and this is a pattern to avoid. All right, the pattern is you make an amazing hamburger, right? And you're like, oh, I love making burgers, and so all of a sudden you invite your friends over. It's Fourth of July, and you're like, hey, come on over. I'm gonna make the you know I'm gonna make the burgers, and all your friends start telling you, whoa, this is an amazing burger. You should sell it. That's what they always say, you know, as soon as as soon as you've done something great, it's always you should sell it. They're never like, this is amazing. You should invite us over for Labor Day. No, it's you should sell it. Right. And then you get this idea planted in your head that maybe I will sell it. And so you start thinking, OK, I'm going to go sell this amazing burger. But you don't realize that the people you are giving this burger to, one, they're your friends. Two, they got invited to come over and eat for free. And so all the feedback that they're giving you is really bad feedback because they just got a free sample and they're your friends. And honestly, they're there for the fireworks and the good company anyway. And so as long as the burgers aren't terrible, they're going to compliment you on it. And so people go from, I make an amazing burger. All of my friends like it. Therefore, I should open up a restaurant or I should do a food truck. And I'm like, that is a horrible pattern. The correct pattern would be this. Look and see, is there a need for a food truck in your community? You know, are you, are you just walking around thinking, man, I wish that there were some quick, convenient food options and we just don't have them here. And if you see that need, if you identify that need, and then you can fill that need, you're like, you know what? I can actually do a pretty decent burger. Then you can go ahead and create a business around that model because you started with the need. And so when you guys are looking at your side hustle, I don't care if you're really good at grooming dogs. I don't care if you're amazing at doing taxes. I don't care if you're really good at trimming hedges. You know, none of that is going to matter if there's not a need for that. I learned this. Uh, so one of my hobbies is I'm a board game designer. I love designing board games. And I, I did the same thing. I love to design board games. Therefore, I'm going to sell all of my board games. I started realizing and doing a little bit of research that uh, trying to monetize a board game is a very difficult process and it doesn't make a lot of money. And, you know, I was making these board, I used to make board games for me, you know, that I just loved doing. And, you know, and then I started making board games to try and get the, you know, the publishers interested. And it totally changed the whole vision of why I was doing what I was doing. And I had to realize that I'm like, you know what, there's not this huge, crazy demand for people wanting board games and it's killing my passion. And I need to just bring it back to my hobby and not make a side hustle out of it.
important, right? So the who is so important. Identify that need and find out who is asking. You know, do you have a lot of people asking for your side hustle and what what you think you can bring to the table? And make sure that it that it makes sense. Make sure that it's something that you can do for a long period of time, but not necessarily, you don't have to kill all your passions. You don't have to monetize every single thing that you enjoy doing just because you enjoy doing it. All right. So we talked about who, we talked about where, let's talk about what now. What are you going to side hustle? There's an interesting thing that happened with COVID. And I don't know if you guys are noticing this or not. You probably are. Those of you who have been doing a a side hustle for several years, you probably noticed that the level of competition got a lot steeper when COVID hit with your side hustles. And here's the problem. And this is what we're going to talk about with the what. So this is the situation that happened. And I'm kind of generalizing, but you guys will relate to this pretty quickly. So COVID happens, no one knows what to expect. And all of a sudden, certain people are getting laid off and they're finding that they don't have work anymore. And the government steps in and says, oh my goodness, we can't have all these people getting laid off. And so the government starts giving all this money to kind of stimulate the economy, right? Well, that's the intended consequence, but there was this unintended consequence that was happening at the same time. You had a lot of people who weren't getting laid off that weren't super satisfied with their job. And they're kind of on this fence with this side hustle concept. And all of a sudden, the government gave them a whole bunch of money, startup capital, and gave them unemployment benefits and said, hey, why don't you go start a bit? I mean, that's not what the government did, but that's what the government did, if you follow what I'm saying, right? And so all of a sudden, there were all these people that were incentivized to do a side hustle. They, they've never taken the leap before. And you're not going to get a better time than today to do this side hustle. And they took the leap, right? And it kind of flooded the, the market with certain what's, you know, what is it that you can do? And the problem is, is as a side hustle, people don't recognize the level of skill and expertise that you still need to have, even though it's a side hustle. People kind of assume that a side hustle represents kind of a lower level skill set. And I'm going to argue that that's not at all true. A side hustle represents a, uh, a different level of time commitment or a different size of market opportunity, but it has nothing to do with the, uh, with the skill set and the level of expertise required to, you know, to be successful with your side hustle. And so you got all these people that are kind of on the fringe and they're just like, hey, I'm going to jump in. But what did they do? They jumped in with what they knew, with what they were comfortable with, right? What you want to do is you want to make sure that in your side hustle, you have a level of expertise, something that's not easily duplicated. Okay. In business, we call this barriers to entry. How hard is it to duplicate what you do? Now, let's put some specifics around this and just kind of, uh, we're going to use the example of graphic design. I have a lot of people that I know that do graphic design. I have very few people I know that are good at graphic design. And, And so just because I've got the Adobe suite doesn't make me a graphic artist, right? There's still a skill set involved there. I mean, how many people own a, a digital camera? 
everyone. How many people are photographers? Not many. And so the what needs to have some expertise behind it. You, you want to make sure that what you are doing, you know, we, we talked about filling the need, but I want to talk about this, this level of expertise that you need to have in order to be successful. So in my space, I do a podcast. And the interesting thing about podcasting is that everyone, I mean, what do you need to do a podcast? A phone. You can just sit there and talk into your phone and record into that phone, and, 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 and that's all you need to do. No, there, there's a lot to it. And I remember, so for those of you, I don't know if any of you, uh, I, I'd be curious uh, if, if any of you guys do, do a podcast, I, I'd be curious uh, to know if you want to throw your podcast in the chat. Uh, I'd, love, I'd love, to, uh, love to see that. But so we've been doing our podcast now for about two and a half years. All right, we just uh, just cleared our hundred hundredth episode. That was kind of a, a cool little uh, you know landmark for us. Um, but when we first started doing our, our podcast, I decided to myself, I'm like, I want to know if this podcast is going to make sense. And so the first thing that I did was I sat down and I brainstormed topics. Okay, I brainstormed. 50 topics was my goal. And the reason why is because I was going to do a weekly podcast and I wanted to make sure that I had a topic a week for a year. If I couldn't come up with a year's worth of content, then I didn't have the what that I needed to be successful on my side hustle. And so I put together that list and it actually came together pretty quickly. It was uh, me and my brother were driving back from, uh, we went to my cousin's wedding in California and uh, we're driving back and we just had some time and I'm like, Hey, we want to, you want to help me brainstorm a list? And he's like, yeah, happy to do it. And so it comes together, you know, super quick. And, uh, and so now all of a sudden I've got this, uh, you know, I've, I've got this list and I thought, okay, I'm good to go. It's a podcast. Now, now you've got to realize the interesting thing is prior to this point, I have presented nationally. So, you know, I, I've presented in uh, San Francisco, Columbus, Ohio, uh, New York City, and, and I had presented to crowds of, you know, a few hundred people didn't bother me. You know, some people get super, you know, freaked out or nervous about having to, uh, you know, public speak. And I'm like, I actually get a thrill out of it. I think it's fun. And, and so, you know, I'm in front of these audiences. I, 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 I presented nationally. I've done multi-day trainings. I'm thinking to myself, I know how to talk. I'm not worried about talking. So we go and we do this podcast recording. We do uh, our, our first, uh, you know, our first episode. It was a disaster. I was so stiff couldn't think of anything to say. The conversation was dragging a lot of, um, uh, uh, yeah, you know, and it was just painful to listen to. And so we ended that record. We didn't do it live. We were smart enough to know that we didn't do it live. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I should know better. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm able to present at a national scale, but I can't do a simple podcast recording. And it, it was one of those things where I assumed incorrectly that it was going to be easy to do my side hustle, at least this portion, you know, to extend my side hustle into the podcast. I thought it was going to be easy to do. 
And a lot of times I see this with, you know, people as they're, as they're getting to do their side hustle, as they start to include things that they think are going to, you know, naturally make sense. And I'm like, no, it doesn't necessarily, you know, fall in this systematic pattern. You have to practice. You have to have expertise. You have to be good at what you're doing if you want to be able to turn around and, and make money at that. And I see a, a huge problem with, uh, you know, with, with, with people who they, they put together their side hustle, but they really aren't great at what they do. And you have to be great, you know, like, like good is not good enough. You have to be great. And if you're not there yet, there's nothing wrong with getting there. You know, this, this isn't one of those things where it's like, you either have to be there or give up. That's stupid. This is one of those things where it's like, if you're not there yet, you need to get there. And I still, you know, I, I practice a lot, uh, you know, for, for me in my presenting, uh, when I'm not, you know, doing a crazy handlebar mustache, I will sit there and I'll talk to the mirror and I'll, I'll look at my facial expressions. I will make sure that I I've got a good look. I spend a lot of time, you know, I put this backdrop in, I worked on the lighting, just these little things that make the difference between someone who is, you know, like they're, they, they're, they're taking COVID money and just finally taking a leap, but not really committed versus someone who they know that they want to do a side hustle and they know what it is that they are going to be great at. And they're going to just practice and practice and they're going to make sure that they can do that and they're going to make sure that they, you know, that they are successful in it. So that's the what. Okay, here's the big one. This is the one that to me is the most important. The why. Why are you doing a side hustle? And the question that I want you guys to ask yourself is I want you to ask this question. Why are you doing a side hustle and not going full time? Why not go full time? You need to answer that question. The wrong answer is that the side hustle is the baby step into full time. Sometimes that happens, but not always. I've seen full time go down to a side hustle. So it's not, you know, when you count, it goes one, two, three, four. And I have to hit three before I can hit four. That's the logical progression of counting. But it's not that it goes, okay, I go from, you know, nothing to side hustle to uh, full time. Like that's not, you know, that, 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 that's not the, the, the natural progression. And so when you're looking at it, I want you to ask yourself, why am I going side hustle and why am I not going full time. All right. So there's a question that popped up. When do you make the decision to go full time? All right. Well, let's talk about what it, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the, the pros and cons, things that I like to consider, things that I'll recommend to, you know, clients that I've worked with when they're looking at full time versus side hustle. If I'm going to go full time, it needs to be a full time commitment. Now, 
40-hour work weeks. They were popularized by uh, Henry Ford when he did the assembly line because no one wanted assembly line work. And so what he did is he came up with these 40-hour work weeks. I mean, I'm sure there were other people that had considered this, but he was the one that really standardized 40-hour work weeks. And what he did is he paid his people higher and he put them on a set schedule so that he could get people to come do the uh, horrible assembly line work. It was very tedious and not fun work. And so he had to incentivize people to want to get on his assembly line. The mistake that has been made is businesses have assumed that 40 hours is the correct magical number. For manufacturing, for assembly line work, for warehouse type work, 40 hours makes sense because it is a good number that you can standardize across, you know, kind of a small army of employees. But when you get into other types of work, 40 hours is completely irrelevant. It it has nothing to do with, with productivity. There's no correlation between 40 hours and productivity, right? And so when I'm looking at whether I want to go full time or whether I want to go side hustle, The first thing that I'm going to ask myself is I'm going to ask myself, how many hours do I have right now? If I'm willing to go full time, I better be willing to go minimum 60 hours a week. If you can't go 60 hours a week, I would recommend that you go side hustle. And I I like it. I can't go 60 hours a week. Why? Because I've got small kids and I want to be able to go to their soccer games and to, you know, go to their mountain bike tournaments and to, you know, catch their cheerleading performance. And so for me, it's more important for me to raise my kids to, you know, be there with them in their in their young years than it is for me to go full time. And so I made that decision. Um, but yeah, the number that I'm going to use is I'm going to be I'm going to use 60 hours a week. If you cannot commit 60 hours a week then I don't know that I would launch a full-time business. I probably would stay on the side hustle side of things, okay? Uh, Some of the other considerations that I'm going to look at is I'm going to look at what is my current employment situation. So I have, uh, okay, I've, I've gone through a couple stages. I used to be an SBDC director. I was an SBDC director for Utah State University for about eight years. And during that time, they had no problem with me doing a side hustle as long as there wasn't a conflict of interest. Well, it was very difficult to be teaching small business trainings and to be a small business director at the same time. And so that conflict of interest thing came up quite often, and I actually had to turn down a lot of business, or I ended up doing a lot of pro bono business so that I wouldn't be violating that conflict of interest. It wasn't a good long-term solution for my goals. So where I am with Dustless, I went in, and this is just my own personal experience. I went in, and when uh, when I was talking with the owner, I said, I would love to come on board. I see huge opportunity for what you, you know, for what you have. Uh, I think that my skill set can complement that, but I want to make something very clear. I own a business. I will keep owning that business. And I do webinars in the middle of the day, you know, so, and and like today we had management meeting and I told him, I'm like, I'm leaving management meeting early because I'm going to go do a webinar. And his response to me is he said, I love that you do something on the side because what it tells me is that you are more engaged because of it, 
which is actually very common. I encourage all of my department to have side gigs because they're learning skills that I don't have to pay for. I'm like, hey, cool. You're learning how to be, you know, I've, I've got one guy that he, uh, you know, he's got a business where he sells on Amazon and he's becoming an expert in Amazon sales and e, you know, e-sales because of his side business. And then I leverage that from, for, you know, making Dustless a better company. And so I actually encourage people to have, to have side gigs, but not everyone looks at it that way. You know, I know some people are just like, you got to choose. It's either us or your business. You know, you have to choose. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and so that, that's just, you know, I can't tell you, uh, you know, that, that everyone is going to be happy about it. But um, it's it's very nice when you have someone who is happy about it. And for me, I've always sought after employers who respect that I have this side hustle, you know. And, and so, and if any of you guys are in that uh, position, you know, if you have people working for you, I will tell you, hands down, they are better employees when they have a side hustle. All of my top employees have all had side hustles. It's just, there's a strong correlation between side hustles and the quality of work because it shows ambition. They're learning stuff. You know, they're, they're more engaged. It's just a, a better way to go. Right. Okay. So some of the other things that, uh, that I like to consider when, uh, when I'm considering full-time versus side hustle is how much market opportunity is there? So for my business, one of the challenges that I have and one of the reasons why I've stayed side hustle is my business slows down in July and it slows down in December. And so, and it kind of, you know, it, it, it starts to slow down. So like July is dead. I never get anyone that wants to do trainings in July and December, you know, forget it. As soon as the holidays kick around, no one's that interested. And so if I were to go full-time with my business, I would have to make enough in the other months to offset those months that I know for a fact I'm not going to have any business. And, and so, you know, look at your market opportunity. If you, you know, if, if you do uh, landscaping, well, you know, unless you're doing snow removal, which this year would be a really tough year to be doing snow removal. You know, you, you would have made a lot of money around the Christmas break, but January, I, I don't think it's snowed once, you know? And so if you're very seasonal with your side hustle, if there's not a steady flow of work, that's another reason to stay side hustle because then you're not, you're not worrying about having to offset that. You're not, you're not nervous about those downtimes. And that's one nice thing for me is I'm not, I'm not nervous about those downtimes. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. All right. There's a couple of things that have come in on the chat. Let's uh, let's check this real quick. Uh, okay. We've got someone who's considering doing the, the side hustle. I'm working on starting a bookkeeping records management business aimed at farmers and ranchers. Uh, I do not. I have my full-time job and two part-time jobs at this. Oh my goodness. Two part-time jobs and a full-time. Um, if you're trying to add a side hustle to that, uh, that that's probably a bit much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about something. This is off topic, but I think it's fascinating. So I consulted hundreds of businesses. They would come in and I started noticing that there was this pattern and it's a really stupid pattern. Please don't do it. This is a caution of saying what not to do here. People would come in and they would want to start businesses. There were two life uh, um, 
life situations that would motivate people to start businesses. And both of them were horrible. One is if you lost your job, then they would start wanting to start a business. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like startups, they take time to, uh, you know, to, to, to foster and, and, and to make, make a go of it. Um, and then the other one is when people are getting divorced, I can't tell you how many people they, they go through a divorce and they want to start a business. I'm like, this is a horrible time. Like get it finalized, be done. It's on the front end. It's always on the front end. You know, they're like, we just got separated. We're, you know, we're, we're going through a divorce. I want to start a business. I'm like, no, no, this is horrible timing. So anyway, uh, you know, if you've got too much going on, just have some patience, you know, you, you can start it up. There will be, there will be opportunity three years from now, five years from now, if you're good at what you do, if you're not able to start your side hustle now, spend this time getting some expertise, taking as many trainings and classes as you can, practicing, doing some pro bono work. You know, that's how I got into business consulting. You know, it's, it's really hard to go to the first person and say, hey, I'm going to consult your business. Never done it before, but I feel confident about this. You know, that's an awkward spot to be in. So I did a lot of pro bono work. I went to him and I said, I want to get into business consulting. What can I do to help you out so that I can start learning this? And yeah, all sorts of people were like, free labor, we'll take it, you know. So another consideration that I have when I'm looking at side hustle versus full-time is the capital investment. Side hustles require significantly less capital than full-time, and that's a huge advantage of the side hustle. So for me to start my business, um, I actually, I invested $200 of my own money and that was it. And I made it a goal to only invest $200 of my own money. The business I did just before this, I invested $20,000 of my own money. And I believe I lost 14 of the 20. And so, you know, I recouped six grand after investing 20,000. Those, those are like Las Vegas odds. So the, the reason why I only, I limited myself to $200 is I wanted to make all my mistakes without putting the money behind it. And I wanted to force myself to have to work harder. And I did. And so, you know, I, I built a very successful, uh, successful side hustle. Um, you know, it, it does really, really well for me. Um, you know, and, uh, I, I, I built all of that without doing the capital investment. Now that slows it down. It, it, you don't move as quickly. It takes longer, but that wasn't my goal. Speed was not my goal. I wanted success and I wanted quality. I wanted to be able to, you know, when I'm going in and consulting people, it was really difficult, you know, so I just lost, you know, I invested $20,000, lost 14,000 of it. And I was supposed to be this business consultant. And I'm just like, oh, that's a tough spot to be in. It was much easier when I could say, yeah, I invested $200 and I just made 20,000 last year or whatever the case may be, right? And so flipping that equation made it so that I had a lot more credibility when I was working with people because I could say, yes, I successfully did this. Uh, question here, how about side hustles doing flex jobs or gigster? They have really small gigs. Wouldn't this be a good side hustle without a big investment to get started? I think so. Uh, it depends on, you know, it depends on what you're doing. 
Uh, and, and again, like I said, I'm not going to get into the how because everyone's a little bit different. Gigster is not necessarily going to be a good option for everybody. So I can't get up here and say, hey, you know, for the 30 people that are on this, uh, you know, on this webinar that Gigster is the way to go. It's not going to be for everybody, but it's a good platform. It makes sense. Side hustles are a great way to test your market, to test how good you really are. And so, you know, if you want, if you want to get out there and put yourself out there, I set up my side hustle in the, the, these were some rules that I put in place and, you know, maybe these will work for you. Maybe you have a different model, but the rules that I put in place is I invested $200 and I couldn't invest anymore. And there were times, so now, now I'm, I, I'm doing fine. I've got, I've, I've got enough contracts coming in. And so I actually, you know, we invested in a big marketing campaign last year and, you know, and it was all from, from the money, from the, you know, from the side hustle. And so now it's easy, but at first it was so difficult because there were things that I wanted to do and I just didn't have the money to do them. And so I was constantly, you know, constantly struggling and, and evaluating and thinking through and I liked it. You know, it forced me to do better. So that was one of the rules that I put in place. Uh, another rule that I put in place was that I never wanted to put myself in a cash flow crunch. Uh, you know, cash is king when it comes to a small business. And so I just set it up that I never had this this overburdening weight of of needing to come up with cash, like sitting on top of me. Um, you know, we hired an employee to, uh, to help us out. And, uh, and when I did it again, I made sure that I already had the cash up front. It was on previous sales, not hopeful sales. I never wanted to pay an employee out of forecasted. I always wanted to, you know, pay out of actual, you know, and, and so, so yeah, I, I put a couple of rules in place, you know, when I was doing mine. And I, I guess this is uh, this is kind of what I want to say. You know, we're we're going to wrap up here, and so this is this is kind of what I want to say. As you guys are looking at side hustles, they've there's never been more opportunity to do a side hustle than there is today. Uh, the The environment is ripe for it. It's a great time to get into a side hustle. I'm a huge advocate of a side hustle. Uh, you know, I've had many opportunity to go full time with my business and, and I've thought about it, you know, but it's meeting my needs. Uh, you know, one of the things that I didn't want to do in order for me to go full time with my business, I have to travel and I enjoy traveling sometimes, but I don't enjoy traveling a lot. And maybe when my kids are out of the house, maybe I'll change. Maybe at that point, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go full time with it. Um, but it meets my needs. And so what I've always tried to do is I've always tried to look at a, uh, you know, I've tried to look at a side hustle and say, okay, what is it that I really want? And for me, I wanted quality of life. I wanted to be there with my kids. I wanted to prove that I could run a successful business without doing a heavy capital investment. And, and so I, I set some goals on the front end and I was just able to meet my goals. And, and so that's, that's what I would say that, that, you know, you guys should be doing is really look at what's behind it. Don't get sucked into the easy money. Um, you know, I just, uh, I just turned down an opportunity. Someone, you know, someone wanted me to, to do a presentation for them 
And it didn't fit my model. It was outside of what I do. And I could have taken the money. You know, I, I, I could have gone after the money, but it didn't fit my model. And so I said no to them. And, and so don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't go after the easy money. Have a long-term focus. Get that expertise. Put it all together. And just, just have fun with it. I mean, side, side hustles are fun. They're, they're just, that, that's another perk about them is you go full-time. There's a lot more stress side hustles. You, you can, you can keep it more on the, on the fun side of things. So with that, thank you so much. Um, I don't know if there are any further questions or anything that you guys want to, want to put out there, but uh, I really appreciate uh, this opportunity and uh, really had a good time talking with you guys. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Um, so one thought I, I, I had, uh, posed a question. Um, what are some easy, efficient side hustles that people do that you've seen um, that, that a lot of people could probably just say, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do five hours a week and, and earn a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah. So if you have a unique um, talent or message or something like that, uh, you know, a YouTube channel is, uh, is a cool way to go. A podcast is a cool way to go. Uh, let, let me just put this note out there. I have not directly monetized my podcast, but I've indirectly monetized my podcast. So what I mean by that is I've never done, you know, affiliate, uh, you know, marketing on my podcast. Uh, I've never been endorsed by someone, but through my podcast, I've been able to, you know, generate other, other revenue streams. And, And so, you know, th- those things are really cool. I, I, I see people that, you know, they're, they're producing content, they're producing information. Um, I think that that's, that that's really good. One of the things that I see um, that happens a lot, if you as a small business are struggling, and, and for example, I'm going to use marketing. So many small businesses are struggling with their own marketing. And I'm like, well, do a side hustle helping other businesses with their marketing. The same pain points that you have, you know, there's 30 people right here that are having that same pain point, uh, you know, and so if, if you wanted to become an expert at social media marketing, if you wanted to become an expert at helping someone create a YouTube channel, uh, those have been in need. I see them constantly. And so those would be, you know, great side hustles. And then there's the classic stuff, you know, handyman services, those kinds of things. Um, they, they still always always work well. You know, if you just want to go the old school route, uh, if you have that expertise, that works well too. Awesome. I know, uh, you know, and I've worked with Ryan before I've writing is one that's, that's my side hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say I, I do writing quite a bit, um, for, uh, for businesses I've written in newspapers and been paid for it, you know, so writing is an easy one that people can do. Um, you know, any coaching, I think coaching, if you have an expertise, that's, that's one that I've seen a lot of. So, well, and, and I think the big thing is get the expertise first. Like if you want to be a coach in something, man, you got to read a lot, you know, you got to practice a lot. Don't just go out and have one idea and be like, Oh, I'm a coach now. Or don't, you know, just because you've written a, you know, a, a paper in college doesn't make you a writer, like, you know, practice, Develop your skills. Yeah, very good. Any any other comments or questions before we wrap up? It is one o'clock, so uh, we want to be uh, 
good to the time. Jeff, did you have a? Oh, or you're just saying thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.